Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics. Welcome, everybody. How are you guys doing? Consistent. Consistent? That's what we're doing. Yes. That's what we're doing. We're being consistent. Even if our fellow comrades aren't here, we're just going to keep trucking forward because we have a three-person minimum when it comes to <laughs> KMC. So We do. Yeah. Speaking of our comrades, shout out to Chandler. He just got a, a really dope hosting job on a local TV show. Yep. He we cut his you. hair and he's looking all grown up in his suits and stuff. It's I'm all so proud of him. Slicked and slicked back and stuff. It's really nice. It's good for him. <laughs> he he's gonna fit that role perfectly. I wish him all the best. Me so. too. Me yeah. too. I was sad to see Act Three go, but I like that he's gotten another opportunity to do something he really wanted to do. So that's really mm-hmm. dope. Indeed, indeed. And Treasy's not here because Treasy's just being whack. I don't know what he's really got going on. I don't know what he's got going on, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, I don't either, but Treasy works a lot, so I'm going to say he's probably working, but... It also doesn't help that the subject matter of today's episode is something that he has chosen to just not watch in any shape, form, or capacity. So, and that is the Star Wars lore and legacy. Well, he watched the um, original trailer. Right. Yeah, but when he was a child, I think I don't think that was like an adulthood at all. I I, no, he watched it recently as an adult. Yeah, like he he did not he would not watch Star Wars literally until a couple years ago, and I I think he did the whack thing. I could be wrong. Like he started with Episode One. Oh, he didn't do four. He didn't do Machete Order. Ew. I could be wrong, but either way, I just know that I think he said he did not get through the original trilogy, but he referenced one, two, and three. So I think that's what he did. Um, so I, I'm not really sure. I just know that he probably didn't watch them. He probably listened to them sparingly off to the side, <laughs> um, which doesn't make any sense to this day uh, for me. So yeah, I mean, Treasy basically has never seen Star Wars. Uh, which I don't understand at all. So. In a fun development, when the not the last episode of Boba Fett, but the penultimate episode that we were all excited about um, happened, my man friend was visiting, and like I, I put it on a second time, and he was like, "Oh, this is kind of good." So like then I snuck in Rogue One right after it, and he was like, "Yo, this movie's good." <laughs> uh, I don't, Rogue One is an amazing film. I don't understand why it doesn't. It feels like it doesn't get love. That's no, like it's it's in it's in like my top four Star Wars, but but he he was like this is really good, so I think because we watched Rogue One like the next time we're together because he lives out of town, but the next time like we're we're visiting together that I can like get him to watch A New Hope, but Rogue One he was like yo he was like let me find out this is really good. <laughs> well, what oh, I don't yeah. understand is Treasy's not alone in his 
non-watching of Star Wars. I, I don't get it. It's it's they're perfectly fine films. They don't they feel dated in, in a few aspects, but like their structure and overall flow is is very modern. It's, you know, the 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 trope of several sci-fi action adventures for literally the last 40 years. And yet people are like, I don't watch Star Wars. I'm like, but you watch all this other sci-fi and fantasy stuff. So it's not like you're except for Treasy. Treasy is a diehard ad, adverse to watching any type of fantasy and very limited sci-fi. So he might be the the best case study for this whackness. So <laughs> I, well, I we discussed this on the first uh, time we did Star Wars Legacy, mm -hmm. and he just was kind of like, I'm on the fuck that thing you like train. So he said he doesn't really like anything that has a cult following, which just amounts to him being a hater. But it's okay. And literally, out of the five of us, he's the only one who doesn't watch Star Wars. So. But like, uh, man, you might be right, because he doesn't really watch any cult following kind of mm -mm. things. Like, he don't watch a lot of Marvel. He don't watch... Lord of the Rings. I say he's the most Harry flexible. Potter. No, no Harry what? Potter, no Lord of the Rings, none, none of that. I, well, I mean, mm. I'd say he's flexible on Marvel, like because he he'll watch Marvel. I don't think he cares about it as much as us. Like, I don't think Treasy's seen Eternals. Well, or... shout out to Grams and Snow, but um, his thing is like crime stories and like yeah. gangster movies. That's like like that's the thing he's like a nerd about to the point he'll watch like documentaries and series on netflix that i'm like why would i watch this <laughs> like why what i care about some coke being bagged up in the 80s like <laughs> in the middle well, of like a miami hotel like but he'll he'll like really know all the details all the names everything so that's really his nerd thing for real yeah that is that's his fandom is is definitely like crime and like organized crime and underworld stuff. I'm I quiet as is kept. Like if there's a documentary about a real life drug dealer that I've heard about, like I'm watching it too. But like I'm not, I'm not interested in watching a dramatization of that. Hmm. I, I mean, like I like yeah. I like I can watch films, but like I don't want to. I don't want to watch Narcos. Like I'm fine. I'm straight. Narcos was. I mean, it, yeah. Um, Narcos is Narcos. It's it's the marvel of drug drug shows now. Same thing with um. <laughs> Same thing with Snowfall. You know, they, mm -hmm. they both have their kind of highs and lows in terms of um, the stuff. I think Narcos was really good in the beginning, and I think it's kind of tanked a little bit. But Oh, but so I you mean, feel like Mexico isn't, like, as good as the original? Like No, I, I, I don't. I think once you hit a certain stride, it kind of becomes a little more commercialized. And I think they did that with uh, Diego, um, Diego Luna, whatever his name is. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. once he got involved and then now he's out of it really. So, I mean, you know, and Pedro did the same thing. Pedro gave you like two solid seasons and then it's like, all right, now we got to bring the B team in. So it just, there's a certain point where they just kind of, they get on autopilot. Um, and they're just not as, they're not as fun. Cause I mean, you take out the real acting. Cause I, you know, mm -hmm. I think those guys did some really good acting in the first season or two. And then it just kind of hits this kind of drug thing. Well, which is, I know that's what it's about, but mm -hmm. it's it becomes like a drug Wikipedia at that point. And it's yeah. less about like a story about these people, you know? And see, I don't want to watch that over eight episodes. If I can spend yeah. an hour and a half and learn about Griselda, that's what I want to do. I want to, and if I want to, I want to, I don't watch Snowfall because I, I can spend an hour and a half on a documentary learning about Freeway Ricky Ross. That's what I want to do. <laughs> like, I yeah. want to know what happened. I don't want to know, like, your fake story about it. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah. Well, 
our listeners, uh, if you haven't seen the screenshot or the screen, the thumbnail, you will see that our episode today is about Boba Fett. So we're here to talk about a character that had like 14 seconds of, <laughs> of screen time in the original trilogy and has gone on to be this weird character that people love. And I'm like, what do you love about him? What did he do? But uh, I imagine he's had some um, comic book and... Um, other screen time in other places. But, so, um, Martin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel as though I heard that Boba Fett's character originated in the holiday special as a cartoon, and then they added him to the movies, and that's why he doesn't talk a whole lot. Um. Well, yeah, his... I think he was going to be in the movie. Like, he's, he shows up in Empire, right? Yeah, at the end, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the bounty hunter. Yeah, well, he was going to be in Empire, but before Empire came out, they made the holiday special where they just threw him in there. So in Empire, like his name isn't said at all because he was kind of just like a underdeveloped character in a sense. And George Lucas liked it and like named him in the holiday special. And that's gave him a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he was already in there. They just gave him a backstory. Yeah. I mean, he, he his he's also in um, he's also in Clone Wars a lot. I don't think he's in Rebels. Um, but yeah, like the animated shows definitely show him a lot more. Well, and then he definitely got his, you know, uplifting too in the in the prequels a little bit. Yeah. You know, considering yeah. that we know he's the son of Jango Fett and the he's a clone of all stormtrooper clones. So, I mean, you know, so he gets to be a little bit a part of that situation as well. I mean, you know? people loved him so much. They had a toy come out for him or some such thing, too, around the time of Empire. And people mm -hmm. loved him so much that, like, George Lucas decided to, like, give us an origin story for him in the prequels. Which I thought was cool. Um, but... Honestly, I don't know I, if it's run its course at this point. I don't... I think, honestly... <laughs> If you think about the context of when this stuff came out, I mean, he was just kind of badass looking. I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look yeah. at the armor, you look at the helmet, I mean, it's just, he just looks cool. I think he was just a cool looking character. He's got a great color scheme. He's got, they, they had great designers for whoever, whoever did this. And then obviously George Lucas gets money off them toys. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he said, listen, y'all gonna, y'all gonna buy this toy. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know what I mean? I, I, I think in a weird way, um, I mean, but Star Wars in itself has become that way. Um, there's a lot of other little characters that do the exact same thing that Boba did. Um, and then, of course, he just ran with it. So, I mean, but the show, um, which is Disney Plus's, you know, latest Star Wars TV show, fresh off the uh, popularity of The Mandalorian. Um, how did y'all feel about that? How did y'all feel, you know, considering that Mandalorian season one or two is just was really, really great. And then now we've got Boba. How did, how did y'all feel about that? Well, at first I really wasn't um, interested in this because I just never thought like Tamora Morrison was going to be like a huge, a great like actor for real. I, ne I never thought he could like carry a show that would be interesting, especially since it's set on Tatooine, which we've seen like a million times before. So, um, so much Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I overall I liked maybe a couple episodes, but 
I, I wasn't really feeling this show at all. Um, and I think most we'll get into it more, but I think Robert Rodriguez has a lot to do with um, the episodes I don't like overall. And I think Disney is just getting to a point where, like, they they have so much content to fill. Like they're competing with Netflix, they're competing with Amazon, they're competing with Apple TV and all these other streaming platforms that they'll just throw a show to somebody or to a director or throw a show to a showrunner or a writer or something and be like, we need this by this date and we're going to push it out. I think if they actually cook this for a lot longer, which it seems like they just went into production on this right after season two of Mandalorian, like if they actually took their time with it, I think it would have been a much better show, even though there's some, there's some really high highlights in this show, but that has nothing to do with Boba Fett. I know. And, and, and that's been a, a, a common thing that I keep reading is like, you know, basically it turned into Mandalorian season 2.5, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, I felt was really cheap. I thought it was really cheap of them. Um, yeah. And, and it said a lot about Lucas in general that, you know, you have it just feels like you have no faith in your characters. You have no faith in the ability to build out a bigger a bigger lore and a bigger TV show network, you know, where Marvel kind of took the long road and, and, you know, and you have these shows that kind of check little boxes and then you move on with your life, you know? And it's like, I don't think anybody expected Boba Fett to turn into a, a, a season four or season five kind of show, but like, give us one cool season and then let's just set up for the next one, you know, cause we've got Obi-Wan coming out and I mean, I'm I'm not even I'm not even excited to be honest with you. Really? No, like, I to for me, this showed me that like Disney and Lucas they still can't get it together. Like they still can't figure out how to do this when there's a blueprint in your own network, Marvel, that shows you how to do this, and they keep kind of just going the other direction, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, go ahead. Well, I think what's interesting is like originally when I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni created the Mandalorian, uh, I think Kathleen Kennedy told them like, no, don't do that. Just make a Boba Fett show. We have Boba Fett. Like this should be a Boba Fett show, whatever. And it's funny that like they make this show and it's much worse now. And like, it's a yeah. I I don't I I don't know that I agree with what you just said either, Corey, because. They they did it right with the Mandalorian. I don't I don't think any one of the Marvel series on um, Disney Plus is as good as the Mandalorian. Oh no, I'm not. I, well, I guess what I I didn't I didn't put but, the bullet point is that Mandalorian is very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Mandalorian was really good, and it was like it gave me a glimmer of hope that like yo they've got their stuff together, but like. It went back to the same old, same old, it felt if, like. If, if, so, okay. I think, I don't know what happened, but I think what may have happened is that they were making this Boba Fett show and then halfway through it, they were just like, this is, this is trash and we are going to have to turn this around. Yeah. Because we, ne- we, we didn't need to see, like, Din Djarin could have just gone and fought with Boba Fett and then went to go get his son. Like, we didn't, we didn't need any of him in the show. We didn't need this much of him in the show. Like, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? We didn't need yeah. like major story points of the Mandalorian to occur in the Book of Boba Fett. And what I felt like, you know, how when you watch uh, 
Man- the Mandalorian is very classically, it's a Western, right? Mm-hmm. It's completely a Western. And the thing with, um, the thing with Star Wars in general is that it's like a mashup of a Western and Kung Fu movies, right? So I guess Book of Boba Fett was supposed to give you the Kung Fu side of it, but it sucked. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I mean, like it was giving you a little bit of like organized crime and Kung Fu, whatever. I guess that's still the same thing. And I just kind of, the the time jumping all over the place was annoying. Um, yeah. The characters that we're supposed to care about who make up Boba Fett's support system with the exception of Fennec Shan, like we got them like right before the end of the season. And so like, they're not fleshed out. And I mean, I like Black Chewy, but <laughs> what's his name? Black Chrysanthemum? Oh, yeah. Like, I like I like Black Chewy, but like there was so little of him. I don't know anything about his personality. I just know he'd be fucking people up. <laughs> so it it was yeah. just it was just the way that they chose to tell the story, and then in the middle of it, the last two episodes are like they're just the, the they're they're Dinjarin episodes. It's the Mandalorian. So I didn't. I feel like they did that to give fan service, so people would not hate it as much. But it's interesting is that, I mean, I think this made me hate it more, you know, and I think it made, I mean, from what I can tell on the internet, it seemed like that's what people are making fun of it. There, you know, there was this meme that was like, did you see that cameo in the last episode of of Boba Fett? And it was like, what are you talking about? And they're pointing the fact that Boba Fett was the cameo. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, like, yo, you got, you got manhandled from your own show. And I, I mean, you know, and that's such a disappointment because- to me, what I really loved about Mandalorian was that they did what a lot of us had been asking for, was that step away from, you know, Luke Skywalker, even though it went back to Luke Skywalker. But, you know, it stepped away for at least two seasons and it gave us something new and something really exciting. And then it showed us it was the first time Star Wars in a very long time had something really refreshing and really new. You know, you had the kid and the kids tying back to the fact that we don't really know the name of Yoda's species and, you know, and all that fun stuff. And then it even broke down that like Boba Fett was never a Mandalorian in the first place, you know, like, so it, it, then it entered in what exactly is a Mandalorian, you know, like, and so like it did all this fun stuff. And then it was uh, this season, they just said, nah, nah, we don't, <laughs> you know, and, I, I just think it's lazy. And, and and you know how I feel about episodes seven through nine, which is like the ultimate laziness. And I seven just through don't nine know, of the movies. Of the movies, yeah. And, you know, I just find that that's very lazy. And I, I just think this, let go of Luke Skywalker, let go of Tatooine. Are there any other planets in the outer rim that we can talk <laughs> about? You know so, what I mean? Like, I think a lot of um, what makes people ex- what made people excited is maybe lost on us. Um, maybe not Martin, but, but me and you, Corey, because I know that I could not, I tried to watch the animated series and I just could mm-hmm. not do it. Yeah, it and difficult. so they're paying mm-hmm. off live action. A lot of those characters. So like, I didn't know who Bane was. I was like, who is this blue person? Yeah. Um, but like every, like people younger than us who watched the animated series were super excited about it. Seeing Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan and they're supposed to be bringing like Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren on. I knew about them from like playing Disney Infinity with my child. Like I didn't watch no cartoons. So yeah, I, my daughter can tell you about them, but. Yeah. 
Was that well, was that like good for you to see people paid off? Like, uh, yeah, from the I, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was dope seeing Cad Bane just because like I saw him in the distance and I, I I immediately knew before I even saw his face like in the distance. I was like, are they really gonna do this? And then it <laughs> kept, kept going and it kept going. I was like, oh shit! They were like, I watched a bunch of reaction videos of people just going crazy like. There's no way that's Cad Bane. There's no way that's Cad Bane. <laughs> and then people are just like losing their minds like over it. Cause it, it is like a really dope moment seeing a character you wouldn't think would like show up in the show and then they show up. But I mean, how does it feel for you guys? Cause it feels like Star Wars is becoming a lot more like Marvel in a sense, where you got you gotta do a lot of homework now for these shows. Like Mandalorian season one. He might go to a planet and fight some spiders and like save some lady with her like eggs or something. <laughs> and that's the end. And there might be like a starfighter or something in there. But you really didn't have to know anything else about the wider like Star Wars lore and canon and stuff. So I'm, I'm like, it's like you said, like you probably didn't really know who Bo-Katan was or Ahsoka. I think I think most Star Wars people know who Ahsoka is. But um, a lot of these Filoni like animated characters or whatever can be really like disorienting to people who are just watching Mandalorian and Boba Fett or well, or just watch the movies like you probably have no idea so it could be kind of a I mean for me it's cool because I like Marvel movies so when a character shows up I don't know I don't have a problem like going to Wikipedia and being like oh this is this character's history this is how they relate to these other characters like that's no problem for me but i could i could totally see how that could be extremely annoying to somebody else it's not disorienting to me just because they're they're names that i've heard thrown around so uh, i mean obviously kevin was not one that i knew i didn't know anything about like grand admiral thrawn or anything like that but it's i feel like the way that they introduce these characters it doesn't take away they give you enough exposition while they're introducing the characters that you know who they are so without watching a recap which i eventually did like i knew that cat bane was someone important i also um knew that he was someone from boba fett's past and that they had had run-ins before and like it's way cooler when you when you see it that way like if you never so like um <laughs> I was getting on his nerves, but like um, when we when we were rewatching, was it episode six when um, when Luke Skywalker is training Grogu, mm-hmm. and he had him in the backpack, and I was like, "This is really important," and he was looking at me like, "I don't get what are you talking about?" Like he didn't have trouble following the story; he just didn't get to cash in on the ushy gushy nostalgia of knowing like yeah. what that means and why we're seeing it. I, I just, I, I, I really just believe that all the stuff with Luke, uh, the child, and Mando, it, they should have just saved it for Mando season three. I, I, agree. I, I just like it now. You those were and and what's interesting is that they chose really big moments to put into this season. Like those things that we saw were huge. You know, the reuniting of him and the kid and. You know, the kid choosing Mando over the Jedi. I don't, that may just be a trickery thing. Who knows, you know, going forward, but, you know, who knows? But either way, there are these big, big, big things that have been condensed into guest appearances in another person's show. And they were 
things that the previous seasons were really built upon. And I, I just think it cheapened those moments out. So like now I'm like, well, what are we going to see in Mando season three? Like, what are we, what are we going to do? And you could have built around that. And then, you know, to answer Martin, it's like, then you wasted the time of all these new characters. You could have, I would have rather seen an episode about Cad Bane. I would have rather seen an episode that showed a little bit of that backstory than seeing a, more Luke Skywalker. You know, I, even though it's it was very impressive what they did. So Can I just say I was like way more concerned about what was gonna happen to Cobb Vanth than I ever gave a shit about Boba Fett. I was like, no, yeah, I can't kill yeah. my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, I, yeah, I would have rather it's just like I would have rather he's not gonna more. die. We're gonna get no. more Cobb Vanth. But it was just the yeah. point. I was like, yo, not my man. Yeah. And and, and so I don't know. I, I, I just would have rather seen more of that. I think, I that, think that's the disservice that you do to, to the fans. I mean, now, instead of it being disorienting, it's lackluster. So. Well, I, I think it um, it's not as much a problem for me because it basically accelerates us into Mando Season 3. Because basically at the end of Mando Season 2, we're supposed to believe that, like, okay... He has the dark saber. He's probably going to go to Mandalore and like try to unite the Mandalorians or do some type of mission over there, right? And the the two or three episodes we got in Boba Fett is basically it accelerates that to where he actually has to go and bathe in the waters of that mine or whatever and he has to become a Mandalorian again. And it accelerates us. We don't have to spend multiple episodes getting back to like Grogu or Baby Yoda and Mando. Like they're together, they're headed to Mandalore, to Mandalore, and we don't have to like waste time really to get there. Which I think is, I love that. I think that's great because I I hate like just waiting around for a story to develop. Like when season three like get to it, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, and that is that is what everyone believes is going to happen. That he's at this point, the quest is, but he he'll have to get another ship because he can't bounty hunt and make money with that yeah. that Nabu, whatever Nabu speeder, whatever they're calling it. He yeah. can't make he can't make money with that because he can't haul bounties in it. Um, and then he is going to have so that'll be our adventures of the week. And then he's he's going to um, be trying to make it back to to Mandalore to bathe in lake minnetonka so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so like we we know that um one of the ideas i saw floating around the internet that i thought was cool is that the 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 title the mandalorian is a misdirect that the mandalorian is not actually the story of dinjar and it's how grogo becomes a mandalorian as a foundling it's the story of the foundling mandalorian that he is the mandalorian and not not dinjar so um yeah, all of those things um, about how the original person who wielded the lightsaber was was like part Jedi and part was trained in the ways of the Jedi and they were a Mandalorian, like, and that is Grogu's story. I want to know what happened during Order 66 when some, who saved him? Like, where's yeah. he been? I want to know all about the backstory of Grogu. We got 50 years worth of his life that we don't know anything about and we don't know who his parents are. We don't know anything about him. I, I just... It doesn't bother me that we got to see the people we actually care about earlier than we expected. I'm not mad at that. I just, my strong feeling is that I do not care about the mods. The coolest thing they introduced in terms of uh, casting on this show was was Black Jewie. 
and <laughs> I know that's <laughs> but <laughs> was 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 uh, Chrysanthemum. That was he was the in the rancor were like the coolest parts of the show to me. I I don't care about Fennec Shan at all. I, I I just don't I don't care. I care about Cobb Vance, but like I care about Fennec Shan, but basically only because well I liked her in Mando. No, I like Fennec Shan, but I don't care about her for yeah, real. <laughs> she has a couple episodes in the Bad Batch that are like really, really dope where she fights Cad Bane. So um like I care about her as a character, not like that actress. But yeah, in this show they didn't really do her service. Like I thought I thought it was gonna be a plot where she was gonna betray um Betray Boba Fett for being Everyone weak. did. <laughs> like, I was like, that would be the smart thing to do, but she just never does it because it's a Disney show, so we can't have like bad things happen, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, I, I can tell you this. I, the one thing I did like, which, um, you know, obviously it sounds like we got a limited list. Um, I did like <laughs> the, the Rancor fight. The, I liked the last episode from an entertainment value perspective. Like, I thought that was very were solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I found that to be very entertaining. Like, I mean, I had the, the audio cranked up, you know, it was, it was fun. You know, it was a big, big sequence and it was a big sequence for television, you know, for episodic. Um, so it was cool. I, I, I enjoyed watching that from that perspective. I, did you I, see, mm-hmm. did you see a, uh, there was a shot of one of the mods, you know, a dude who has like the nice fade in Star Wars. And he did a spin move to like shoot somebody. Yes, yes, that I know was exactly so what ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. And it like made no sense. <laughs> <At all. laughs> like, was... I'm so glad that you and me think alike yeah. in some regards. Like we see little stuff like that. Like I remember seeing this like spin move, and I was yeah. like, "Why did he do that?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and my roommate was like, "What are you talking about? I don't know what's oh, yeah. going on here." So. I don't like the colorways they pick for the mod. It's very like anti what Star's War- Star Wars looks like. So they look really out of place. Yeah. Right. Um, the Thundercat cameo. Like, yeah. <laughs> I Yo, also did that, not- the funny thing is, I didn't know it was Thundercat. But then when I, I saw the scene, I was like, who is this Thundercat looking nigga <laughs> right, right here? <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked, I was like, oh, it is Thundercat. Wow. They, they were, pl- and the music they played for him, like, was really out of place in this soundtrack. I just, yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of the mods, but I feel like we're going to see them in a cartoon eventually. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not either. I, I will say that I actually kind of enjoyed, um, I kind of enjoyed the time that Boba Fett was with the Tuscans. Like I, I enjoyed like that part of the story arc. I just hated that it was interwoven with present time. Like I would have been perfectly fine seeing it in sequential order, um, seeing him escape the Sarlacc, which again was so freaking anticlimactic. But seeing him escape the Sarlacc, seeing I mean the kung fu elements of the show are good, but the crime syndicate elements or not no. <laughs> so the, i would just uh, like to see the story told sequentially and i think i would have enjoyed it more than i just feel like flashbacks i could spend i could only spend so much time with a bunch of people that don't have a language that can't really talk like that's that's really difficult to do i would have been cool with like one or two episodes of them um but, but i think but i feel they like if they told to... it sequentially it would have been con- condensed yeah Cause the the episode where they're on the they're they're fighting the pikes on the train like that shit was fly like yeah, yeah. that was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they would have took their masks off 
I would have thought that would have been a nice addition to Star Wars, you know, like changing the narrative a little bit because we've seen, you know, and and his story was basically, you know, Kevin Costner and dances with Tuscan Raiders, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, so I yeah. mean, it would have been fun. That's what I'm looking for in Star Wars. That's 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 what I want from Star Wars. That's my thing energy I want in the air. I want you to to do new things and I want you to explore these opportunities. And I mean, I just felt like, and I'm glad you mentioned the Sarlacc because that was a huge thing in the comics and the books uh, because I was a nerd and read books when I was a kid. And it, it resulted in like two seconds of screen time, you know, like the, the Sarlacc is supposed to like do weird stuff that keeps you alive for like thousands of years and slowly digests you. Like, it's like this thing that I think a lot of fans were like, what does that do? What happens when you go down the Sarlacc, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, and nothing. Apparently, nothing happens when you go down the Sarlacc pit. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was really disappointed in that. Apparently, you can, you can steal air from a clone. Um, well, did in the you books, guys have a favorite episode? I would say five is actually mine. I mean, I like six a lot, but um, I just like being in a whole different environment than Tatooine in the sand and uh, getting to see Din Djarin's story was really cool for me. But what about you guys? So you were you were excited when Din Djarin came and they went off world. Yeah, that's I like that well, a lot. I think it's a disservice to say that's your <laughs> my favorite episode. You know what I mean? Because I think that's everyone's uh, favorite episode, though. I think like I know it's like it's that, how crappy is that? Your favorite episode is the episode that doesn't involve. Yeah, you know the the name of the Boba character. Fett, in the show, yeah, you know. So, and uh, if if I had to pick one that actually involved Boba, I would probably go with the last episode, or maybe the train episode where they fight. The, nah, the train that train sequence yeah. was dope. Yeah, I, I like that, that they humanized the Tuscans though, because we had we had really previously seen them depicted as like savage indigenous people, and I mm-hmm. I think like there was a conscious effort to subvert that tropes <laughs> so yeah. like i appreciated that um the wokeness in me appreciated that but i just this this show didn't know what it wants to be yeah and and another thing too i mean and this piggybacks on my next topic is like one thing i think you know we all know the obi-wan is up next right well this this show didn't do what mando did and it didn't do what mostly every marvel show does is it didn't tie into what's coming next so like it didn't give me like like a a cool fun thing to look forward to you know you can't tie it into obi-wan because there's no continuity in the timeline i know but could have I don't know, try fucking harder, guys. You know, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I wish that maybe they had done something. You know, because, like, I don't know if y'all remember, you know, I didn't even know, we didn't even know Book of Boba Fett was a thing until they dropped it into, you know, the end of Mando. Like, how, like, that's actually what made me really want to take this seriously and want to watch it is, like, you guys had the guts to announce it on a whim like that. So you must believe in it in some way. And then just to see what has happened is is a little disheartening. But like, I just think that's kind of the key to making this work episodically is that you got to make sure you're throwing to the next thing. Like, I mean, Marvel damn near has the next show ready to go like the next week almost, you know, like they don't take much time off between shows. And I, I don't know, like I just 
I, it felt very lackluster, you know, and, and we know nothing about Obi-Wan other than Hayden Christensen, um, who's Chandler's favorite actor, is going <laughs> to potentially be there. And, uh, uh, no, he's I don't I don't know if we'll see his face. Maybe we'll see him like back to tank scenes or whatever. But yeah, the idea <laughs> I don't even know how they're going to do that, because yeah. didn't they say like Obi-Wan didn't encounter Darth Vader until they they fight and he becomes a force ghost? Like, I don't I don't how, remember. How, how does that how does how does he show up in the show? I don't know. It, um I think I read the line that the show takes place 10 years after the last time we saw Ewan McGregor. So between... Right, which means he's hiding out on Tatooine, like looking uh, over Luke. Yeah. Oh, so, more Tatooine. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. maybe he'll go to Dagobah and fuck with Yoda. Like, I would love to see that. You could also do a um, dual story where you, you actually just show what Hayden Christensen's been doing those 10 years and they don't interact you could also just continue the story of darth vader um we if i'm being honest i would have just liked a fucking darth vader show yeah you know because i mean i know i know episode three established that the suit looks like modern modern darth vader right but like it'd be interesting to see like a modified version of that like how it evolves over time maybe or or something that you can still like do you remember when the pod opened up and we saw the actor who plays Darth Vader like in the other films like mm-hmm. you know like see a little bit of Christian Hayden Christian with like a partial Darth Vader mask or something i don't know that would have been kind of fun um you know cuz he's pretty nimble as Darth Vader, you know? So like seeing a young Darth Vader in a young suit being all badass, that might've been a lot of, that might've been a lot of fun. So. I, I just, I'm trying to figure, I mean, I'm assuming he's not going to interact with Obi-Wan, but we'll just, we'll see him at some point. But yeah, I, I would, I mean, it would be cool if, I mean, no, if he like goes to Alderaan and checks on Leia and we pay yeah. off the Millie Bobby Brown, like she, but I mean, she's too old at this point because Leia would be like 10 years old. <laughs> I know in uh, Rebels he fights um, Darth Maul, but mm-hmm. I think Rebels is set before the Mandalorian. It is. So I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think you, you'll see Darth Maul again in like Obi Wan or anything like that. I mean, but if mm. they, I would, I would like more of the story. Um, what do they call like Red Dawn and and so and Solo? Like I would like more of that. Yeah. Mm. I could do a solo too. I really could. And, and I like happy. solo. I, I think solo got a bad rep. I, I, I enjoyed solo solo, you know, check the box for me as entertainment and fan service and adding something new to the story. Like they, they, that's, that's what I'm looking for. My, my trifecta of star Wars here, you know? And, uh, I like solo. I think solo is a decent little film. And I like the actor who played solo. Um, he, he hasn't done much since, but I think he was good at what he did. And what's his face? Um, played a great um, Calrissian. So. Oh, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, mm-hmm. Donald Glover. I think that was a great, great, great role for him. So. I love that he kept the continuity of Billy D. Williams pronouncing Han Solo instead of Han, like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> he called him Han. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, but he's getting a show, right? Yeah, I think with um. Who is it? Justin Simeon doing it? That's right. I, oh, really? I was, 
and then we're also getting Cassie and Andor K2SO and rewatching Rogue One. Like K2SO is the shit. Oh, like, I, I w- forgot that he's getting his own show that they've been they they've been previewing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's not hard, Disney. You just gotta hire us. You gotta hire us and just let us run your shit. because <laughs> so, we clearly know what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Overall, do you think these like Disney and Marvel shows have been successful? Like, do you feel like they're just filler, or do some of like to me? I love Loki, but most of the Marvel shows, I feel like I could do without. I think so. Um, I think we're just in a different era. I think. Don't get me wrong. I, I I do genuinely believe that a lot of Marvel is filler, and you know they, if you actually extracted the elements that move them around. Um, that move the story forward, it'd probably be pretty, pretty slim. But at the end of the day, the movies do that too. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it, you know, we've just entered a different era where, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have content. And, and I I like a world that we live in that has this kind of stuff, you know, like I, I would have never thought when I was five years old that I'd be, you know, watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, and, and Star Wars, I could get, I can get my Star Wars fix every three months versus, you know, every two years. Um, I just so feel I think bad for shows that um have to compete that might be like better shows. Like I feel like Peacemaker is a really good superhero show, but um it has to compete with like Disney and Marvel and Star Wars, whereas like these shows are like monoculture. Like everybody has to watch them whether they're good or not if you want to be a part of the conversation. So there might be better shows out there, but they don't get the same coverage or they don't get the same eyeballs. And yeah, and <laughs> it's like, what what do you do about that? Like, well, Martin, I have a question. So, well, let me back up. I think I think these shows are trying to well, especially with Marvel, they're trying to write some of like what Netflix got wrong. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. and so like I appreciate that. Um. I actually didn't hate Hawkeye. I liked seeing some people um, on screen that I hadn't seen in a while and getting some new characters. I kind of like that. I think that these shows give them a chance to do like deeper cuts in terms of characters that they can present that like maybe this character can't support um, a big franchise movie, but people care about the characters. So like, let's introduce them in a TV show. Um, with a smaller budget and get the payoff for our built-in fan base. So I think that's kind of what's happening too with um, Star Wars. It's, it's, there's, there's those of us who didn't grow up watching animated Star Wars series, but there is fan service and a payoff of seeing all those animated characters that maybe like someone like me and Corey would otherwise not care about. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a built-in audience to consume the content. So I think I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I don't like, is there another movie slated to come out anytime soon? I know that they talked about how many movies they were going to make, but like... As far as I know, I don't believe there is a, a Star Wars movie on deck. I, I could be completely wrong, but I don't believe there is a, a movie that's even been announced. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I mean, so I feel, I mean, feel kind of like Corey in the sense that like Star Wars is so vast. I feel like we shouldn't keep going to the same well of like the Starwalker um, saga. Like, I I don't I'm not necessarily like into a Obi Wan. I'm not necessarily even Lando, which I do want to watch. 
I'm kind of like, there's like so much history and so much lore in Star Wars that we don't have to stick to this one town. Like we can move out of this and go to like Knights of the Old Republic or go to like any other like time period or you could do a Yoda show. I'd, I'd be more interested in that. So it's like, it it feels it feels like they're not really they don't really have like it feels like the sequel trilogy it feels like they don't really have a plan like their plan is to just like build the track as they're going like I'm just gonna give this person a show give this person a show and hopefully in the end it all works out to where it seemed like a plan but it it doesn't really feel that way to me I it feels feel like, just, like between yeah. Dave Filoni and John Favreau that we will get somewhere I think they're building to something and I'm curious if Grogu is at the center of it um right. like like Grogu's going to be a kid while he's on TV and we're going to be really invested in him and then maybe like there's a Grogu saga instead of us focusing on the Skywalkers that'll be interesting yeah, yeah. but I, I do I do feel like they are putting something together they're just taking their time and weaving it. Um, and it, and being that these other uh outside of Boba Fett and um outside of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, these other stories are taking place at a different point in the continuity of the story. Like they have space to do that. Well, uh, the also thing too is I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, the the MCU got off to a rocky start too you know it it had its moments and it had its netflix and you know and it i mean i remember the first thor that's that's a tough watch <laughs> you know the second one too second one's a tough watch i mean even iron you know iron man 2 is a little uh, not one of my favorite movies you know so i mean uh, they they had their rough start too i i think the point is is that we saw growth and development with them and we saw them fix their problems. Whereas I think Star Wars has this weird tendency to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And it's like, how do you, you have a billion dollar franchise. How is your confidence low? Like you should be swinging your giant billion dollar dick, you know, like, you know, like, and you know, like I, that's what blows my mind. You know, like you really have one of the biggest franchises on the planet. Um, and, and if it looks like you don't have a plan and that you don't have confidence in yourself. And, uh, I think as an audience, I think we'd appreciate a little bit more risk taking and, and just own your shit. Man. I mean, I think that's the internet. Like they have 40 years of star Wars fans, like second guessing and question every decision that's been made from like George Lucas to Kathleen Kennedy, to the people that made the sequel trilogies. and now. Dave Filoni and John Favreau, so it's really difficult to make a Star Wars thing that everybody loves. I think so. But Favreau was see. able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> what? exactly. He did. So it. I, I try. I have confidence in him more than yeah. I have confidence in. And co- fun fact: Favreau, you know, was part of Iron Man and and getting he turned it know, around. <laughs> tur- well, you know, it's one of the first. MCU films and and the it's one of the first that really showed I think that it works. So I mean the guy understands it. The guy gets it. And and nah, it's just it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. I I'd love to talk to a kid or like a younger person these days and get their thoughts, you know. We like, miss you Chandler. I know <laughs> because I didn't see Star Wars in the theaters. I I don't think I 
physically could have seen in any of them. You could. Well, you didn't see the prequel trilogy? No, I did the see the prequels. I meant yeah. um, no, but, but right before the prequel trilogies, they re-released the original. I did. The I did see one of those in the theater. Because I went back and watched them in the theater. <laughs> but I didn't see the. I mean, I didn't see the originals in the theater. No, you weren't or, born. You weren't well, like it, you literally weren't born for any of them. Return of well, the Jedi came out in eighty three or eighty two. Or 80, 84. Oh, well, I mean, I was. It depends on what part of eighty three I was around for some of it. You so. wouldn't have remembered it though. I know, so. of course not. It'd be baby Corey. So yeah, but you would have yeah, been in my, the movies. So yeah. I mean, but yeah, is there was there a chance that you could have watched it in the movie? Sure, I've seen yeah. the Empire Strike Back in the movies in the actual theater a few yeah. times, but um, you seeing it in the movies is cool. Um, I don't, I don't care no more. <laughs> like, yeah, I just streaming has made me not want to go outside. So, mm. all good. That sucks. All right. Well, it sounds like we didn't like Boba Fett. Um. We we didn't like the parts of it that were truly about Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm lukewarm, I'm lukewarm on it. Like I was I was never gonna I didn't just I wasn't ever gonna throw my hands up because I can't not know what's gonna happen. I have to see it through. Um, I didn't hate it. It just they made some Rodriguez because I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. they because I feel like Filoni saved it. Um, but, <laughs> but um, Rodriguez made some interesting choices on how to tell the story, but I I didn't hate it. Well, final topic. Um uh, with the with this the credit scene of seeing um Vanth in the in the tank, does that mean it's coming back? Do y'all think we're gonna get a season two? I hope not. Or are we gonna get a cab Vanth? Yeah. Is it is it named Cab I don't know. It's I can't Cobb pronounce. Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Cab Vanth. Yeah. Cad Bane, Cobb Vanth. Oh wow. Yeah. See, I knew that was those names. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That the white dude in the tank. Um who <laughs> Uh, that Timothy guy, Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. I'm a, I'm an Oliphant fan. I like all. I like Timothy. I think he's mm. he's a cool little actor. But do y'all? So you think he's gonna get a show, or are they just gonna leave it? They're just gonna drop this whole thing and and just leave it be. He'll I probably think, show back up in the Mandalorian at some point. I think I we're think. gonna see him like in Ahsoka and a Mandalorian. I think we'll continue to see Cobb Vanth, but I don't necessarily mm. think that because Cobb Vanth is alive, that we are gonna get another season of Book of Boba Fett. I would rather mm. not. Mm. I, I like I don't need to see Tatooine More. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I don't think so either, guys. I think I think this is a wrap on Boba Fett. So Tamira Morrison's not a good actor. We established that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I don't think anybody has been <laughs> checking checking for Tamora. Like no one's ever been like, man, I really wish somebody would give that guy a second chance. Uh, no disrespect to him uh he seems like a nice person um <laughs> uh but yeah i don't i have not spent the last 20 years wondering what he's up to since uh seeing him in episodes one through three he doesn't so. have the star power of a pedro pascal to be able to carry a show but you that. guys liked his episode in mando right like yeah it but was that fine. was i think that was fan service at that mm-hmm. point yeah. it was like oh shit they're boba fett's back you know like because I think that was a big surprise when Mandalorian came out that it wasn't Boba Fett. I mean, I think mm-hmm. people, I mean, I remember people being mad about that. They were like, wait a minute, like give us a Boba Fett show. Like, you know, and it's like, then they went with this other guy kind of thing. And then, you know, then that proved to be a very successful choice. But then, you know, seeing him later, it was like, oh, okay, like, cool. We're going to go down this road um, with Boba Fett. Cause he's a, he's a cool character. You know, it's, it's an, 
I don't doubt so, his interest over the years. I so, was one of those and, people that was yeah. like, so we get in this show and it's not Boba Fett? And yeah. then then once I watched it, I was like, oh, well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw yeah. Boba Fett, I was like, oh shit, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> but I, exactly. didn't, I didn't need a show. Once Tamara Morrison like took off his helmet and was acting, I was like, you know yeah that's 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 so mean that's so mean towards no but that's how i that's how i felt he was he was never substantial enough of a character in the in the main like skywalker saga for me to actually care about him he was cool to like to say like oh we're gonna we're gonna give some fan service like that was fine but i didn't need i didn't need this and i didn't know how much i didn't i was cool with having it but like even when I saw the trailer at the end of Mando 2, I was like, mm, I really care. So, Lacey, do you feel like the fan service is getting too much? Like, is it now where you see the cameos, you're like, oh, it's just another one? or No, because I did not watch the animated series, so I am not overloaded yeah. with, with people that, like, I, I obviously cried when I saw Luke Skywalker at the end of Mando 2. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I was I was very pleased with the the improvement of the CG on his face in this series, um, and and you know like I said, seeing him seeing seeing uh, Grogu in the backpack and the the um, the inversion of master and um, student between like you know whatever Yoda species is. And Grogu, and then like Luke being the one to be teaching him, but seeing him do all the same things, like that was really fucking cool. When they were running and he was in the backpack, and I was like, oh, Luke about to give me an awesome front flip. And he did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wanted it, and I was very happy I got it. Like, at no point was I like, okay, I don't think we're going to see Luke again. I mean, I just, I just don't. I think. It was cool to see them building his Jedi school or whatever, and, and ultimately sad because we know what happens with that, um, with him and Kylo. But you know, they that was done, enough. They should, Grogu should have put him in the book bag and carried him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. Kinda... I'm not gonna lie. Like, stop it. Seagull was playing in my head mm. <laughs> when he was like. You can be a backpack while you don't. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's funny. Well, on that note, we have watched Boba Fett, and it feels like that's going to be our final adventure with him. So I hope. I hope that I hope that Tamora, as they say it, Tamora. I hope that he finds employment somewhere, um, somewhere in in life. I hope that he gets to to do more, and I hope that Star Wars manages to get out of this weird little rut that they're in and, and give us some good stuff. And, uh, you know, I talk trash, but I'll, I'll watch Obi-Wan. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to abandon ship when it comes to the whole thing. They're not in so. a rut, bro. They made yeah. like four bad episodes of a show. <laughs> no, they made three terrible films. Okay. They, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about like they, they recovered from the rut and now you're mm. like... <laughs> You made four bad episodes of this show. You back on punishment. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I'm angry, okay? I'm angry. I, I really. Because I, I we, we talked be about better. how we love Rogue One and we love Solo. Like, yeah. the episodes were not great. Okay. But we they can turn around. They will. There you go. All right. Well, that's the kind of movie critics. We can be found at uh, kind of movie crits on Twitter. Twitter. 
I, I am not the normal wrap-up person. So, <laughs> uh, and then we can be found on uh, Instagram at, at kind of movie critics. Is that what it is? I believe. Yes, and Facebook also. And Facebook also. So this has been Corey. This has been Lizzie and Martin. We're the kind of movie critics. We're kind of movie critics. We're kind of not. We're a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.